This is the Pretzel Podcast, a podcast about pretzels. Welcome to another episode of the Pretzel Podcast. I'm Mitch Tyke, And I'm Michelle Maternowski. And uh, we are Milwaukee-based pretzel. Are we experts yet? Yes. Yes, I we think, are. I think we actually get to earn the, earn the title of pretzel experts at this point. We don't really make pretzels, but we eat a lot of pretzels and we talk a lot about pretzels. And Mitch took a very exciting field trip. Yeah, this is a special episode that we are entirely devoting to this trip I took not long ago. We're recording this episode on Valentine's Day, which is appropriate because we love pretzels. (laughs) (laughs) But uh, much of it was recorded uh, about a week ago when I took a trip to where else but the center of the pretzel universe, Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. Would you say that is the center well, it's the center of the American pretzel universe. Okay. I, I would imagine that people in Bavaria might have some uh, <laughs> might have some things to say about that claim. But uh, uh, but I actually took a business trip there that had nothing to do with pretzels, and I was only in Philadelphia for thirty six hours. But I squeezed in uh, some pretzel work while you I was there. You did a good job at the conference. Did you tell people, "Hey, I'm also here to record pretzel interviews"? I am not going to lie. I may have mentioned that. <laughs> Well, so we were sitting around a table. You're this just is really loud, crunching on pretzels. <laughs> we were sitting around. We were sitting around a table during this meeting that I was at uh, at lunchtime, and people were talking about having gone out for cheesesteaks the night before, because that's that's what Philadelphia is also known for is their cheesesteaks. And and I had a cheesesteak mm-hmm. for dinner the second night I was there. Uh, but then I mentioned that I had gone out to do a pretzel recording at <laughs> very early hour before the meeting started. And there was a lot of uh, around the table, people going, oh, yeah, pretzels. I should get a pretzel. So I felt like I was really in the know and offered some suggestions yeah. of where to get pretzels, especially like the, the ambassador. next day. Yeah. Um, so that's really our pretzels in the news today is uh, is me and my and my pretzel trip to Philadelphia. Pretzel in the news. We're going to start this uh, where I started with pretzels. I did some research, you know, where is the best place to get a soft pretzel in Philadelphia? And there are a lot of places like in Milwaukee where you can get a Bavarian soft pretzel. It's like eight or nine dollars and you can get it with cheese dipping sauces and you basically get it at a restaurant and it's an you know it's an appetizer uh or something for people around the table to share but that wasn't the experience that i was looking for right because you know this is this is what people do everywhere yeah you wanted a more authentic experience and so the one commonality i saw in a number of different websites is if you want the real philadelphia soft pretzel experience you have to go to center city pretzel and i I did some emailing back and forth to see if they'd be willing to do an interview the first thing i noticed is that their hours 4 a.m to noon so what time did you go at so uh, I, I am emailing back and forth. They they are super busy in the morning, uh, and they didn't have time to do an interview. But they reminded me they opened at four a.m. and I wrote back and said, "I'm probably not going to be there that early." And then they wrote back right away and said, "Well, we're only open until noon." So I thought I need to get there early. I got there. I took a lift from my hotel to Center City Pretzel at. Uh, I left at six fifteen in the morning. Got there about six twenty-five. So you got there a little late. I got there a little late. Uh, Yeah. And uh, to find out, you know, first of all, it's still dark at that time in uh, Philadelphia, 620, 625 in the morning. And uh, there are some people around. It was not super busy when I got there. Uh, But let's let's listen to the scene because I met up with somebody significant at Center City Pretzel. All right. It is uh, 
about 6.35 in the morning here, and uh, I am standing on uh, Washington Avenue. Uh, and uh, standing with me here, actually, is uh, Sean. Sean Hiska. Sean is one of the Pretzel Podcast's most dedicated listeners, and we are standing in front of Center City Pretzel, uh, which uh, apparently provides uh, pretzels. So you've, you've had their pretzels before. Uh, growing up in the greater Philadelphia neighborhood my whole life, uh, you will find their pretzels in every street corner, every food truck vendor, um, and every person selling them on the highway, on the sides of the streets uh, growing up. If you've lived in Philadelphia, you've had the Center City Soft Pretzel sometime in your life. If you haven't, you haven't lived in Philadelphia long enough. Okay, but you have not been to the source before, I before have, this very moment. I have not, no. Uh, and neither have I. So uh, we're here. They open at 4 in the morning, presumably to stock the uh, many trucks and many stores that carry these. I would imagine so, yes. All right. So uh, we're going to poke our heads in and get some pretzels and uh, then find our way to a coffee shop. That sounds great. Looking forward to it. So what's my option here? I'm sorry, I'm from Milwaukee. I'm actually uh, just buying pretzels. They come in, like... Comes in roses. Oh, there it is. Right. prices right there. All right. So I'm going to get... How many pretzels do you want? Uh, we in Philadelphia, we probably eat at least three or four for breakfast. So. All right. <laughs> well, why don't I get a, a bag of ten? You got it. That is $5 right there. Got it. Thank you very much. Thank you so much. A dozen pretzels, please. A dozen? Yep. So that was uh, my conversation with, uh, as we've come to refer to him as the Reverend Sean, uh, one of uh, the Pretzel Podcast's biggest fans. I'm so glad you were able to meet up with him. It was really, we, we connected over Twitter, and he was only too happy to stop by on his way to work that morning. Uh, we got pretzels. We went to a coffee shop and ate the pretzels with our coffee. I'll post talked some pictures. Talked about pretzels. Talked about pretzels. Talked a lot about sports also, but we won't bore you with okay. that. So, yeah, the amazing thing about ordering soft pretzels in Philadelphia, you know, we talk about like going to a restaurant and they're 7 or $8. Uh, I bought a bag of 10 Philadelphia soft pretzels fresh from the oven, steaming hot in a paper bag for $5. Wow. Yeah. Did you eat them all? Um, so... <laughs> Sean and I uh, each had a pretzel on the street in front of uh, in front of Center City Pretzel. Uh, then we retired to the coffee shop and Ate each had more. another each had another pretzel. And uh, with six left, uh, I sent the rest of them to uh, to work with him. Oh, okay. Um, I was saying, and then you spent the rest of the day with a pretzel stomachache. Pretzel hangover. Yes, exactly. <laughs> uh, I talked to a couple of other people who happened to be there buying pretzels at 6.30 in the morning. Let's uh, let's listen to that tape now as well. And what is your name? Joe. Joe, yeah. Joe Melnick, apparently. Yeah. And you are with the fire department here. Yep, yep. All right. How often do you get pretzels here? I would say once a week, probably. And what is, what is it that makes a Philadelphia pretzel special? It just tastes good and uh, convenient, fast. Tradition. Yeah, yeah. So you stop here once a week. Would you get them on a street corner when you pass, or uh, like, uh, or is this the place you get pretzels? This is the place. Awesome. I love this place. <laughs> well, I picked the right place. Yes, All yes, right. you did. What is your name? Richard Tercio. All right, and uh, Richard, you, this is your morning stop every day. Yes, every morning I stop and I get two pretzels, and it's my morning breakfast, my morning kick. So why here, and uh, and why pretzels? Um, it's just, it fills your stomach up from the morning. It starts your body's metabolism. You know, it gives you the strength to go and get materials for the job. And 
it's just you know nice people friendly people you meet here and it's a nice hot pretzel first thing in the morning and it starts your day off with a kick <laughs> do you uh, do you do mustard in the morning uh sometimes i do mustard sometimes i do the cheese it all depends but it's always a hot fresh one and right now it is, it's like 6.35. Is this about a typical time for you to be here? Yeah, and either 6, between 5 and 6. And you were just saying a second ago, once you've had them hot, you can't go back. Right, after you have a hot pretzel when it comes right out the oven, you can't have it no other way. I, I find myself coming here just for the hot pretzel. Outstanding. Well, I can't wait. Yep. Thanks. You too. So is pretzel breakfast a common... Pretzel thing. breakfast is apparently a fairly common thing. You can get dipping sauces. You can get cheese. You can get some uh, hot sauce and some mustard there as well. Some milk. Uh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> some butter. Uh, we found out people do put butter on pretzels in Germany, right? Um, but, uh, but yeah, it's a fairly common occurrence for people to stop by on their way to work and pick up a bunch of pretzels and, uh, and take them to work with them or, or eat them in the car on the way to work. It seems like kind of pretzel heaven. Yeah. But that is not the only place – and only setting where people eat pretzels, uh, we actually, after I posted uh, a picture of this hot pretzel, uh, I heard from an old friend of mine, and we're going to call her right now. Pretzel memories come through all the time. I just remember all those moments. Had pretzel and some wine, I guess. I don't give the best years. I give the best years of my life with a pretzel in my hand. That gets difficult to think about Cause I don't have a brass band It didn't make sense, but it's okay We're talking about pretzels today Pretzel podcasts all the way Pretzel podcasts all the way That, of course, is the love theme to Pretzel Memories by Randy Preston and Kwame Alexander. And, uh, Michelle, as I was saying, uh, we have a special guest on the line. Uh, I knew her uh, back in the day, as they say, as Bethann Lapsley. She is now Bethann Sama, who uh, I went to high school with back in, uh, God help us, the uh, (laughs) mid-1980s. And... uh, I, we went to high school in Maryland together, which is not Philadelphia, you'll notice. But uh, but Bethann went to elementary school in Philadelphia. And first of all, thanks for joining us on the Pretzel Podcast. Absolutely my pleasure. I love listening to you guys. Thank you very much. And so when I was in Philadelphia a couple of weeks ago, uh, I posted a picture of this really – uh, amazing soft pretzel still steaming from the showing oven. showing off now. Yeah, I know. I know. <laughs> uh, but it spurred a memory that fits perfectly with uh, our pretzel memories segment. So uh, talk a little bit about um, your memories of uh, being a kid in Philadelphia and, and how you would get pretzels. Sure. So I went to Dean Newland Bell Elementary School in South Philadelphia, And at every single recess, we had one of the street vendors you just mentioned who would come to our gate and would sell those hot pretzels, you know, in that long eight-shaped pretzel. And they were 10 cents, and we would all line up, and he would serve them right out of that, I guess it's some kind of warmer, (laughs) um, with yellow mustard, uh, and they were fantastic. And, you know, every day I had at least a quarter in my pocket so that I could get a hot pretzel um, at recess. 
And in second grade, they were 10 cents. So by the time I got to fourth grade, they were 15 cents. <laughs> so there was a little bit of a price increase. But I, I mean, I can smell them. I can taste them. And when you posted uh, the picture of them, that memory just popped right up in my head. They were fantastic. That's amazing. Well, and Michelle, this sounds like, uh, you know, another one of these stories, because early in the pretzel podcast history, I was telling the story. One of my earliest pretzel memories was going uh, with my dad to the drugstore when we were living in Binghamton, or just outside Binghamton, New York, and they had the barrel of pretzel rods, and they were a nickel. Mm -hmm. And I remember sitting while he would read the Sunday paper, and I would, you know, throw paper airplanes and and eat a pretzel rod. And it uh, both that story and this one... Uh, as we have this conversation, 2019 seemed like a really long time ago. <laughs> yeah, I wonder how many schools had the pretzel person come and how long think, that continued for. Yeah, I mean, I think uh, I had another friend that went to um, a Catholic school uh, not far from mine, and they, they also had the pretzel vendor. Wow. Um, I would venture a guess to say that doesn't exist anymore, right. but <laughs> it was, you know, they don't let strangers just stand at the gate. <laughs> and sell the kids food. <laughs> yeah. Right, exactly. But it's like every but, other place in the world, this would be an ice cream man there, but but it's right. Philadelphia, so this is the pretzel guy. <laughs> that's exactly right. That's exactly right. The other thing that's an eye-opener, I think, to people who haven't had Philadelphia soft pretzels before, you were just describing it, is the shape there. And these are not, you know, uh, we have had on this show, like, Bavarian soft pretzels before, and they're in the classic, you know, pretzel crossed arms. You know, the the story goes that the shape is because it was supposed to represent uh, praying arms back in the 600s or 800s AD. Uh, But Philadelphia soft pretzels don't look like that. No, they are in the shape of an eight. A squished eight. A squished eight, exactly. <laughs> yeah. A squished eight, it's, and they're very bready, too. They are. Yeah, they're not crunchy. So, you know, they're not even really, sometimes they'll be a little crunchy on the outside, but they're typically very soft and chewy. So I have to ask you, when was the last time you had a Philadelphia soft pretzel? Oh, my gosh. I mean, it would have to be at least 30 years ago, maybe. Uh, <laughs> and that was just from a quick visit, maybe, to Philadelphia. But I, I, so you need to go back. I do. Yeah. I do. I'm so sorry. I did not buy some to send them out to you, but they <laughs> probably probably wouldn't have made it. I bet now there'll be you know some of those food sites that will try and get a hold of some of them to to sell them online. Yeah, it's interesting because Center City Pretzel. One of the things that they say is they do not ship them. They they will deliver them around the mm-hmm. Philadelphia area the way you know the way pretzel vendors do. But yeah, there's no option to mail order these um, because they are so control. right. They're so perishable. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, listen, Beth Ann, I, I, I so appreciate your sharing this pretzel memory with us. It's an amazing story. My pleasure. <laughs> My pleasure. And next, if you have, ever have any more pretzel memories, do uh, do feel free to share them with us. And uh, you are our Bay Area pretzel consultant now. <laughs> <laughs> Excellent. I will wear that title with pride. So that was Beth Ann Sama, a friend of mine from high school. We went to high school for a couple of years in the mid-'80s, but before we went to high school— in Maryland, she was a she was an elementary school student in the in South Philadelphia, and pretzels at the at the school gates. That's so amazing! Do you have any idea why the pretzels are in that eight shape? 
I don't know. That's a good. That that is something we should uh, we should look into. I'm guessing it has something to do with how they are baked. You know, being able to squeeze as yeah. many of them onto the baking sheet in the oven as you can. You just couldn't get the twist down for the classic pretzel shape, so they ended up with an eight. And they're like, okay, well. We'll stick with that. And honestly, you probably fit more into uh, one of the warmers that the pretzel vendors bring with That's them. That's true. Tell you what, let's uh, let's take a break here and we'll come back and we'll do our pretzel taste test. We'll have crunch time, but we can also talk about uh, the pretzels I did bring back from Philadelphia. Yeah, and if you have a pretzel memory to share with us, uh, feel free to reach out to us on Twitter. We're Pretzel Podcast. Uh, if you have a graphic representation of your memory you can let us know on Instagram Um, we also have gmail pretzelpodcast at gmail.com while you're visiting Pretzel Nation why don't you become the next subscriber to the Pretzel Podcast it's free and you'll always have the latest edition downloaded directly to your phone, tablet or computer you can find us on iTunes, Stitcher NPR One, or wherever you get your podcasts. All right, Michelle, it is crunch time. and um, Which one do you want to start with? We're sticking with our, uh, our Pennsylvania theme. Uh, I brought back a couple of bags of hard pretzels from uh, Philadelphia. We should note that neither of these is made in Philadelphia, but they are both made in Pennsylvania or They're or both um, Lancaster, which I would almost argue is the center of the pretzel universe. But that... Well, <laughs> and, in a, and in a strange flashback, uh, Beth Ann, who we talked with before, uh, one of my fondest uh, high school or, or shortly post high school memories is taking a trip with her and another friend of ours uh, where we went to Lancaster and we went to uh, Philadelphia. And, you know, I have no memory of whether we got pretzels on that trip, but uh, uh, but it all comes full circle in a way. So why don't we start with, let's start with Hammond's pretzels, okay. if we could. And we have some information about Hammond's. In talking about this, let me preface it with, uh, I had tried one very small Hammond's pretzel in the past. And How that is small because was it? It was about, it was about, yay, <laughs> okay. uh, it was about yay big, as, as, as our listeners <laughs> yes. can tell. Um, but as big as a yay. <laughs> the, guy, the guy that wrote the pretzel podcast theme yeah. uh, won Trapper Shep. Actually, somebody sent him a whole tin of Hammond's pretzels, and he described them as the best pretzels he had ever had. Oh. And he brought one in for me. And honestly, I don't remember whether I liked it or not. <laughs> so, Trapper, this taste test is for you. These are, uh, yeah, Hammond's pretzels. And uh, so what can you tell us about Hammond's? Um, that they're old-fashioned and handmade <laughs> um, and that you can taste the difference. And it has a little... Two hands, like, twisting the pretzel on the packaging. Um, and then it says in quotes, imitated but not duplicated. <laughs> so we'll see. We'll see about that. Um, I, I like this quote on the back of the package, though. In today's ever-changing world, it's good to know that for the fast, past five generations, we've chosen to do things the old-fashioned way at Hammond's Pretzel Bakery. We're not interested in mass production. We're only interested in quality, the quality you get in a handmade pretzel. I feel like we don't need to really read their want history. to try it. Yeah. Um, so it was founded in 1931 during the Great Depression uh, with uh, William Lichty. Lichty, maybe? Lichty, probably. And his grandfather, William Hammond. Um, they started the pretzel business, and it was um, their houses were adjoining, and they turned their garages into a bakery. And then it kind of became a, a family 
affair. Um, and they are still... They have some great pictures on their website, I have to say. Of the, the like the, oh yeah, this one with, where they're making the pretzels. Yeah. Um, in the history on their website, it says that it's the oldest continuously family-operated handmade pretzel bakery <laughs> in America, which is a lot of different like descriptions. Right, right, exactly. It's fairly narrowly <laughs> yeah. defined. It's like uh, holding the world record for most uh, blindfolded slam dunks while standing on a trampoline. <laughs> but I still think it's great. Um, but they also say that they are the best Pennsylvania Dutch-style hard pretzels you will ever taste. And I don't know what that means. So pre- Pennsylvania Dutch, I can tell you this, is a uh, is an Americanization of the term Deutsch. So there were a lot of Germans who settled central Pennsylvania. Um, many, in fact, many of the Amish communities are originally people who relocated to Pennsylvania from Germany. And so instead of being called the Pennsylvania Deutsch, they are the Pennsylvania Dutch. Uh, and so obviously or or not obviously um the german heritage is what brought the the pretzel to that part of pennsylvania interesting because then it's so it's technically german style hard pretzels but that's not really a thing. well right exactly so the the people are the pennsylvania <laughs> dutch uh and i you know obviously as we found out over the years the hard pretzel has really become an american thing should we open these up? We should open these up. So I'll say I bought these and the other pretzels we're going to try at um, a, a place called the Reading Terminal Market, which is uh, like a public market in downtown Philadelphia, which is just around the corner from my hotel. There was only one place at the market that seemed to sell hard pretzels uh, for me to bring back. And then you bought all the different kinds that they had? Uh, I did. Uh, and to our listeners, if you hear any little squeaking in the background, that is my baby. She the official was baby sleeping, of the Pretzel Podcast. But now she is awake, so we'll see what happens. Uh, all right, so these are in the classic pretzel shape. Oh, um, it's kind of a little bit heart shaped too for Valentine's Very Day. Very nice. Uh, yeah, it is. And honestly, as you look at it, you can kind of tell that these are handmade, right? Yeah, yeah, they're not exactly. The same. Lots of salt, too, which... Um, well, yours has more than Do you want this one? I know you're the... That's okay. Okay. <laughs> okay. I feel like I'm going to choke, but I like it. <laughs> well, and funny you should mention choking on a Hammond's pretzel. Because <coughs> like, you bite into it and there's like little flakes that shoot yeah. back... In your throat. Okay, so... But it's good flakes. <laughs> we should mention, <laughs> they are good flakes. That could be that could be our nickname. <laughs> uh, speaking of choking on a Hammond's pretzel, probably the biggest pretzels in the news example in history, dating back to 2002, was when President George W. Bush choked on a pretzel while he was watching an NFL playoff game and passed out and smashed the side of his face on a, a coffee table. Such a crazy story. The pretzel he choked on, we now know, is a Hammond's pretzel. And as we're and finding out, I... it would be easy to do. <laughs> now I see how that happened. You kind of you want to cut President Bush some slack because these are, these are very uh, good but dry pretzels. Mm-hmm. Yeah, before trying the pretzel... The the President Bush story seemed so crazy, and then my first bite, I kind of choked. So 
Um, <laughs> I don't. I didn't notice. Is there a warning on the bag of pretzels about uh, May... choking hazard? No, but they do have a video for how to do the Heimlich maneuver. I'm kidding. No. <laughs> um, <laughs> they remind me of, I think of like hard um, sourdough, hard mm-hmm. pretzels, without the the sour taste, but the shape and the um, the size and the texture. I will say, these are delicious. You I look a little more. You look a little. I feel like I still have the dryness stuck in my throat, so it's like I like the taste, but at the same time, I'm a little uncomfortable <laughs> eating it. <laughs> uh, the salt to pretzel ratio is excellent. They are very crunchy. And yeah, they're good. They're good pretzels. They are. I mean, the last time we uh, spoke, last time we recorded one of these, we had a bunch of European pretzels, all of which had kind of a stale taste to them, and these don't taste stale at all. This pretzel is definitely a thousand times better than all of the pretzels that we had <laughs> last time. Um, I should yeah, mention, yeah, so I bought I this. I could just keep eating the bag, you know. I bought this at the Reading Terminal Market. It was three ninety nine for the bag, which uh, pretty good deal. Yeah. Um, and uh, if I understand correctly, um, Hammond's ships their pretzels all over the place. So even though uh, probably most places in the country you won't find them in stores, it sounds like they're relatively easy to uh, relatively it's definitely easy to worth acquire. a try. If you haven't had it before, I would I'd recommend it. Now um. <laughs> I'm going to pick up Ren. Okay. <laughs> um, and now we have Uncle Jerry's. Uncle Jerry's also they were they were on the on the shelf right next to the Hammond's pretzels at the Reading Terminal Market. And uh, these are also from Pennsylvania. Um, these are the specials, uh, also handmade, also Pennsylvania, Pennsylvania Dutch style pretzels. Um, it has a little picture uh, of a hand, and it says handmade. And then there's a pretzel shape, a pretzel with I'm assuming Uncle Jerry's head on it, <laughs> who's wearing a baseball hat with a pretzel on it, which I feel like is a hat that you should. Um, So this company is a small family-owned business. They bake in rural Lancaster County um, for 20 years and are enjoyed by pretzel lovers around the country. They will be the judge of whether they're enjoyed (laughs) by pretzel lovers around the country. Well, they believe that no amount of distance should ever separate any pretzel lover from Uncle Jerry's Unique Crunch. Uh, they started out as a, a mail order business, but they've moved moved it online. And now females can order them. <laughs> Thank you, Uncle yeah. Jerry. Um, and then on their website, they have testimonials from people. And I particularly like this one. Yesterday, I happened to buy a bag of your specials in Brooklyn, and they were integral to turning what was a really awful day around for the better. Isn't that nice? The power of pretzels, as right? we're discovering. To heal. Um, since I have a baby in my arms, I'll let these, you yes. open the bag. and then I've, You had the one that you wanted in particular, I've right? I've already so. selected a pretzel that I want to have because it's the one with the most salt. Remind, okay, remind our listeners that you are— I uh, like salt. <laughs> you are the person that dumps the leftover salt and crumbs into your mouth. I enjoy that. Uh, all right, so— I'm extracting the one with the most salt. Oh, that is a lot of salt. And Ren is holding a pretzel. Wow. <laughs> this is a, this Look might, at that pretzel grip. This might be too much salt. 
Oh, she just threw uh, it on the ground. Oh, sorry. And, and when the <laughs> and now um, she's crying about it. When the Hammond's pretzels fall onto the ground, they shatter into little pieces all over the studio floor. <laughs> sorry about that, Mitch. Okay, so Mitch, I'm gonna let you taste Uncle Jerry's by yourself. Well, you should tell. We, we can. You can taste Uncle Jerry's. Okay. Even well, oh, that's a big yawn. We we'll have to there. do this one fast. All right. So Uncle Jerry's pretzels Talk have a faster. little bit. Of, have a little bit of residue on them from where where the where they were most done. Um, and uh, so here we go, Uncle Jerry's. It's very well, crumbly. Well, I'm making a big mess. Oh yeah, and Ren is um, extremely disturbed about. Uh, how crumbly. Okay, maybe not as flavorful as the Hammond's. I like not... the Hammond's more. This has a, a different kind of like corn taste to it. It mm. reminds me of when I have corn nuts. It's interesting. It's, a, it's an interesting comparison. There is there is no corn in this, but maybe these are actually sourdough, interestingly. Oh. I just, it has like a familiar aftertaste to when I eat corn nuts. Yeah, the finish is definitely different than uh, than the Hammonds. Uh, <laughs> so many different things in a radio studio to disturb a small child, especially one who is yawning so much. Uh, they're not bad, certainly. Um, uh, I just think putting it side by side with the Hammonds, the Hammonds stand out. Hammonds do stand out. Um, pretty good, pretty good salt to pretzel ratio. I think I took the one with too much salt. <laughs> and they definitely break apart more. And that's, that's um, we can see that in the bag because the uh, the bag of specials, there are maybe two or three complete pretzels and then a whole bunch of pretzel shards. Mm -hmm. They're not super sourdoughy though. No, sourdough, sourdough comes fairly late in the ingredient list, which is just unbleached wheat flour, water, sourdough, yeast, salt, and soda. And soda means no lie, right? Yeah. And now we consult the Hammonds, and we find out that uh, wheat flour, water, soybean oil, malt, salt, yeast, and sodium carbonate, which is also soda. Mm. So perhaps the Pennsylvania Dutch hard pretzel making technique does not include lye. Interesting. Interesting indeed. <laughs> So, in general, uh, what are your impressions of the Pennsylvania Dutch? I like them. I like sourdough. I like thick, hard pretzels. Because so. your favorites, as I recall, are the big barrel of Utz sourdough pretzels. Yeah. It would be interesting to have the Hammonds next to that one of those just to do a side-by-side -side comparison of them. So, all in all, it was, it was an amazing pretzel-centric trip to Philadelphia, even though that was not the primary focus of my trip. And I'm glad I got to share some of it with you and with the Pretzelverse. Yeah, thank you for bringing some. Um, and I'm pretty sure both of them are available online. So if anyone's kind of like, ooh, I want to try one of those, <laughs> do it. Uh, special thanks to Bethann Sama and also Sean Hiska for sharing uh, their pretzel perspective with us. And uh, special thanks to all of our listeners out there who are making this by far the most successful pretzel podcast <laughs> on the Internet. And if you have a pretzel to suggest to us, let us know. We are on Instagram, on Twitter, and Gmail Pretzel Podcasts. For another episode, I'm Mitch Tyke. And I'm Michelle Maternowski, and I hope you didn't mind Ren's crying in the background. Special guest star. Thanks for listening, <laughs> and we'll talk to you next time. 
The Pretzel Podcast is a production of WUWM, Milwaukee's NPR. Any rebroadcast or other use of the sounds, smells, tastes, or descriptions you've just heard without the express written consent of National Pretzel Radio is strictly prohibited. Prohibited.